0: babies and welcome to poker in the ears can you hear it i am uncle daddy joe stapleton he is my work wife james hart again
1: joseph you are sounding better than ever and it is my duty to wish you happy
0: iranian
1: engineers day
0: oh man what a great day to celebrate with you happy i can speak again day remember i said i might come back with a beautiful singing voice yes yes give me a public domain song to sing um like a house of cards that's like a house of camp down. Racist, sing that song. Do da, do da. Huh? How about it? Coming up on today's show, I had surgery. Most of you didn't write to me. Thank you. Those of you who did, fuck you. You banned. Uh, all of the gross, terrible details of that surgery coming up later in the show. Really? Uh, yeah, no, you're going to have to hear about it because it's the only way that I'm going to, I need to come to grips with what happened. Uh, I went a little nuts with the trading cards, both real and virtual. We may have time to get to that. Uh, remember just about a year to the day I was in a Pepsi commercial? Oh, the one that Joseph Kahn directed? Yes, that and him all came back in a weird way almost a year. Uh, exactly. So I'll, I'll let you guys know about that. In today's show, cool. um, James, you did a few Sunday millions without me. Just two.
1: Only two, Joe.
0: Yeah, no, and I'm happy. Thank you for handling that. I actually felt really guilty. One of them seem, seemed to go really long. James no, is going to catch us up. No, it at didn't. all.
1: They were, they were both perfectly manageable. You were Excellent. there for the long ones. Um, the last two weeks have Damn. all been within the kind of four 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 and a half to five hour window. No complaints. Awesome.
0: Well, James is going to uh, get us up to speed on both of those that I missed. Uh, and uh, as long as we're on the subject of Twitch, we have got a veritable Twitch legend yeah. on the show today. Craig, better known as On Screen Shannon, will be joining us. Uh, you know what I'm dying to ask him? No. If On Screen is a Jean Luc Picard reference, On Screen, remember he always oh. used to say On Screen. Yeah, yeah. I got to know that. Uh, and of course, uh, I I watched a lot. Of shit. Well, I could not speak for several days. Is it okay? I I feel guilty. I really enjoyed the break. I I know that you had to do. You didn't have a break. You had to still do everything. Uh, I watched yeah, so I much also stuff. Didn't no one have to, to have me.
1: laser beams shot down my throat. So Correct. all things considered, I <laughs> okay. think I'm winning.
0: Uh, yeah, So I watched so much stuff, including both Godfather movies, uh, which we will be discussing today with returning guest, but now super fan Bert. Giraffe Ganger Stevens.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right.
0: So let's get the, the disgusting details of the surgery out of the way. Here's how it works. Uh,
1: okay. Just, just, just to be clear, yeah. I don't do well with medical stuff, right? Okay. So kind of if I, I start. If there's any kind of like blood or gore or oozing involved, I'm gonna start to get a little bit funny. I'm gonna go all kind of like giggly and, and, and ridiculous. Got I'm
0: I'm not gonna purposely try to upset you, but there's no blood, luckily, so we can we can. You don't have to worry about that. Huzzah! Uh, so here's here's how they do this surgery, right? They're, they're, as you said, shooting a laser beam down my throat is what <laughs> ha- happens. Now, to do that, I naively thought they were gonna go in my mouth. But they don't. So the first thing they do is they squirt a bunch of Novocaine up both your nostrils. Then what they do is they take really long sticks, wrap them in cotton, and soak them in Novocaine and jam both of those up your nostrils.
1: Oh, my God. It's like an extreme version of the COVID test.
0: Yeah, except then they sit there, right? Then they sit there. Then they take a thing that you breathe in and you start breathing in like a Novocaine vapor. So then you're breathing right. in, so it starts to numb the back of your throat. They give you a lot of drugs at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it, and we're not even done yet. We're about halfway done with the drugs at this point. Then what they do is they and they leave you alone for about five minutes to breathe all this in. Then they come back in, yank out the cotton swabs from your nose. Now up one nostril they stick a camera. Up the other nostril they stick a hose has, that has more Novocaine. And they give you a bowl because at this point, what happens is they slowly go further and further up your nose and down your throat, spraying Novocaine as they go. And every time they do it, your body just wants everything out of it, so you're heaving and you're okay. gagging and you're now, crying and this is summing. exactly the
1: kind of stuff that, that that is that makes me really uncomfortable, makes me feel like I'm going to vomit. So please so tell this me this is, is nearly over.
0: Well, I was trying very hard not to vomit myself after what's honestly this whole process. This process is probably takes maybe 90 seconds, but it is an excruciatingly long 90 seconds. That the the hose comes out with the novocaine, and now they stick the laser up your nose and down your throat, and they go, you're gonna feel a slight tapping. And now you can hear the laser going. And you can smell, your I can smell my vocal cords burning off at this laser. And feel it pop, 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 popping in my throat. Oh. And this process takes like maybe three or four minutes. All in all, the whole thing maybe took 15 minutes, probably the longest 15 minutes of my life. But listen, listen, everybody. Listen to my voice. Listen to the sound of my voice. Uh, I was about uh, three days of, he said, the doctor said, don't don't try speaking at all for three days. After that, you can try a little. If it's really bad, give it another two. It ended up being really bad. I was pretty worried after three days. Um, I could barely get a word out. Right now, sounds amazing. Even in the little bit I've been speaking, it's still a little tender on the side where where they hit me with the stuff. But uh, I'm this, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a few years ago that I had some time off for the same thing. I wasn't quite as public about it then. I sound better now in a much shorter period of time than I did after that last thing. So I'm really hopeful. Uh, I'm very, very happy, even though I'm still a little bit sore. Am I right in uh, thinking
1: last time, Joe, that it was actually like a scalpel? I mean, this time, laser's slightly less invasive. And from your description, it sounds utterly unpleasant. But hearing the end result, you've got to feel it's worth it, right?
0: Definitely worth it. And definitely, yes, less invasive. And, you know, the last time was um I was fully under anesthetic, which is less comfortable, but far more dangerous. Um, You know, when things go wrong during surgeries, a lot of the time it's from them putting you under. It's actually like a really um difficult thing to do to give someone the right amount of anesthetic to, to knock them out for a surgery. So. Excuse me. There is a there is a chance that things like this happen uh, again in my life, and if so, I will go through this um, uncomfortableness probably as often as it takes, because nobody wants a scalpel and a, and to be knocked out for this sort no, of thing. None. So happy to be back. Good um, to have you back. Yeah, we'll never be able to discuss every single thing I watched during <laughs> those five days. Uh, but I got to tell you, it was just such a nice break to not, not even just from work, but just that no one could bother me for five days. It was, Sometimes you need that. I felt a lot like, um, what's, the, it's that Twilight Zone episode with, uh, with the penguin. What's his Never name? Never seen it. You know the one though, right? Um, where You're he's a Burgess like, just Meredith when you he, say Bur- the he's hanguit, like, right? I just want to be left alone to read my books, and then he gets left. I kept thinking like, what if I can never speak again? Right. So I'm gonna stop appreciating this so much. Uh, anyway, I'm just gonna run down really quickly all the things I watched with a one or two word review. The Prom, eh, Dead to Me season two, fine. Ted Lasso, adorable. Barb I'm watching that at the moment.
1: And the. I'm not a huge fan of it, I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I do like the fact that so much of it is filmed around Richmond Green, which is just down the road from me, so I enjoy location
0: spotting in it. it you know what it is is that I, so we'll talk about this one for one second. I found the humor to be like really hacky American and British humor that, it is
1: really hacky. that yeah.
0: like I was like, ah, oh, this is like stuff I was doing in my stand-up act and and quickly moved on from because I realized it was so hacky, but the sh- the show is really really sweet. And is not cynical. And I think that shows like that is, are kind of rare. So I grew to really, really love it yeah. by the end. Um, moving on. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Loved it. Cajillionaire, Delightful. White Tiger. Woof. The Sleepover. Fun. Search Party. Digging it. Uh, and then I watch a ton of documentaries. I watched The Night Stalker.
1: Very useful. Was- because that is a future superfan subject.
0: Yes, I did that intentionally. It's great. One of the few documentaries I've watched recently that I didn't think was too long, uh, which these fall into that category. Crime Scene, The CISO Hotel, way too long. The Lady in the Dale, a little too long. Now, the two things I've left for the end, I think are the things that we can actually discuss for a moment or two. Yeah. I did finish re-watching The Shield. Cool. my friend. I
1: mean, believe The Shield, the entire thing is on Amazon Prime in the UK. And now that Disney Plus have launched Star, I'm pretty sure it's on there as well. So there are plenty of places if you haven't seen The Shield, oh, wow. you can watch it from start to finish. It was only, what, three or four years ago that I watched it all the way through and I thought it was fantastic.
0: It's, it's still, it holds as far as I'm concerned. I think when we talk about our top dramas, we need to separate from pre-streaming and post-streaming. Um, that's how I kind of want to... You know, like stuff like The Wire and Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad kind of straddles a little bit, but, you know, those are pre the streaming days. I think The Shield is still my number one drama of all time pre streaming. It holds up incredibly well. uh, As you know, you didn't watch it that long ago. I'd say the only thing that's kind of weird about it is that they just never use computers ever. (laughs) Um, And they have, you know, they don't have smartphones. But other than that, uh, it holds up super, and I'm still haunted by it. After the last episode, I couldn't sleep watching it for the third time. I laid in bed, st- stressing out about the finale for the Shield.
1: Well, there is a really awesome crime show which was on Sky over here. I don't Someone know. Someone was how just
0: trying to tell me about this last night. They said it's about police corruption in the UK, and they couldn't remember what it was called.
1: No, 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 no. It's I'm okay. not talking about that one. I'm talking about a. Um, program called Zero, Zero, 000 which is by the creator the writer of Gomorrah and is about the drugs trade from Mexico oh, okay. to Europe with organized crime in Italy and the shipping company the brokers who facilitate the deal and move the drugs. It's a ten parter or maybe it was eight parts. It was actually quite a short mini series but it's really Really zero good. zero zero okay yeah brutal. We're looking for
0: something to start next, so maybe we can get it's that. It's brutal,
1: a- but really, really worth watching. I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show Gamora, um, but it's 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 up there with that as far as quality is concerned.
0: Um, I- I'll I'll consider zero zero for sure. Mariah trying to get me to watch The Expanse, so we're not sure what what we're gonna start next. But we got to get another drama in there, James. Let's talk about if we have time. WandaVision. Yeah. WandaVision. Um, so the latest episode had a big reveal, right?
1: Yes. So and again, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler uh, time, guys. So clearly we were set up to think that this is Wanda's imagining, this is all Wanda's doing, she's in control of the whole thing, and now comes the big reveal, and it's funny, I was talking to Nick Walsh about this on the Sunday Million stream on Monday night, the moment the episode finished, I have to get my smartphone out and immediately Google Agatha Harkness to find out she I didn't that do that,
0: but she must be someone that... Right, the, an alter...
1: She's a character from the comics, and interestingly, is more from the X-Men universe than the Avengers universe. I knew universe. it! I was
0: going to say, she's from the X-Men universe, that's what I said... When we watched, I go. I said to my girlfriend, "I'm like, I'm, I'm sure this is going to be a way to start introducing the X-Men characters. Obviously, Pietro was in there. Did is is Kickass a Marvel comic? Also,
1: it is, and there is a reference to Kickass in the last episode as well. Or the Halloween episode certainly made reference to it. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly moving in a direction where absolutely what was Fox property and what was Disney property is now merging in the middle somewhere. Um. Apparently, this character, this this witch, was a mentor of the Scarlet Witch, was a mentor of Wanda Maximoff at one point in in the kind of comic book stories. But yes, the reveal is that Katherine Hahn is the villain, and she is the one who's really in control here, and is the one who's manipulating everything. Meanwhile, it seems that Monica Rambeau, who is also in the new Captain Marvel movie, the Captain Marvel sequel, is becoming a superhero herself, because passing through the hex a few times has changed her molecular density.
0: Yeah, that I noticed the the blue eyes and all that. So, yeah. I, I I the the actual reveal of um, Harkness, I didn't love. Like she doesn't really come across that threatening as a villain just yet, and I'm sure they'll. I think they're that. probably
1: saving that for the next episode because, again, it was presented very much within the confines of the old-school sitcom genre, especially with that cheesy tune which kind of shows us it was Agatha all along. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually really intrigued to see where it goes next. One thing that we talked about on Monday night, um, is, I didn't realize this is the most expensive TV show ever made uh, at a budget, an average of $25 million per episode.
0: What? Yeah. Oh, my god. Holy shit! I mean, it looks like it. It looks good. This show looks good. Uh, it's it's the pace of it's a little slow for me, uh, as far as like what gets revealed every week. But I'm in. I've they got. I don't care. Just just. Did you know, James? You probably knew this that there is gonna be a new Marvel TV show or movie every week for the next two years.
1: I kind of realized that as soon as one division finishes. The, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts. So I guess I should have been able to work that out, but that is absurd.
0: Yeah, I mean, absurd, but also, like, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. Um. Okay, last thing that I wanted to tell you about was, uh. so, you know how I just claim that I run terrible in poker, but good in everything else? Yes. So, like, day five or six of my recovery, just when I'm starting to talk again, just a little bit, maybe five or 10 minutes a day, I get a text from Joseph Kahn and he's like, do you want to, do you want to audition for a Mako commercial? Mako is like a big uh, car repair chain in the United States. And I'm like, oh my God, I would love to, but I'm, this is terrible timing. Like I really can't talk. I definitely can't perform. My, my, my real job's being so cool. Like I can't possibly, you know, go, go. And he goes, no, 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 this, this, I, I just need you to lip sync. It's a, like it, it's a music it's a musical thing and you don't even have to be the singer. they can hire another singer. I think you've got the kind of the look that I'm looking for for this thing. So he sends me the song and I learn it like you know like Sarah Cooper right? I'm like I learn every nuance da, 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 send in a self tape. I don't hear anything for a few days and then on, on that was on a Friday and then on Monday. I get a call from the casting director, hey, can you come in in two hours to do wow. uh, to do an in-person audition for this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so for those two hours, I play the song on a loop, and I'm like, every breath, everything, I've got a perfect, 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 perfect. I go to the audition, and they're like, right before I go in, they're like, by the way, we changed a bunch of the lyrics to just roll with it. And I'm like, <gasps> you've got to be kidding me. You've, you've, you've got to be kidding me. How did this happen? And so because I'm not that seasoned an auditioner or, or really a performer other than what I do, you know, with poker stuff, I was not able to roll with it. And my audition really suffered. I did not get it. I did not Aww. get the. Uh, and now, look, I, I might not have been the guy they wanted anyway. You never really know. Right. Because if you exactly look like who they want for the part, then you're going to. Get it, even if your audition isn't great. So, the worst part, though, wasn't even that. So, when you leave an audition like this, you just feel terrible, right? You just feel you're like, oh, I just blew it. Like, I wish I, I, I wish I had a do-over. So then I go to the parking garage, and some asshole in a Range Rover has not pulled into the space behind me far enough, and some asshole in the BMW has not has parked cockeyed. So that I can't leave this part. So I'm, all you want to do is go home. Yeah. And I'm in a suit and tie because like the the, the <laughs> part was for like a, a like a, like a guy in a tuxedo. So I'm like in my nicest suit and tie. And I'm just standing there like an asshole for like a half hour waiting for someone to leave. So I, all I want to do is get the fuck out of there.
1: By the way, and- <laughs> I'm so glad you specified the brands of the cars because I do think that's a very important detail yes. and can I just say story checks out
0: it checks out so hard so eventually someone to the other side of me left and I did that move where you wiggle through the <laughs> other side of the cars and I finally got the fuck out of there I'm kind of glad I mean I'm not glad I didn't get it but also like you know it, it would have been difficult to explain why I'm not working and then I'm going to work on a commercial but um but it was good to have the experience. I, you know, Going and failing at those things just means I'll be better experienced for, for the next one that sure. I'm supposed to get. Tell sure. me about the Sunday Million. What did well, I miss?
1: Um, I mean, you missed, I guess, the return to normal because we did some special editions of the Sunday Million, right? We yeah. had a, a PKO edition, a half price edition, uh, the $215 buying. So the last two weeks have been... The usual fare, $109, standard MTT, no bounties. And it's been Nick and me handling proceedings, and we've been fine, mainly because, as I said, it's been pretty manageable. The only thing that was slightly odd about the first one we did, which was two Mondays ago, is that it had an absurdly long heads up battle, which you wouldn't think is possible in the Sunday million given the structure. But you know how there is always that kind of period where it goes really quickly and then slows down, that never really happened until they got heads up. Oh, that's why it
0: seems so long. Okay, because it was just a long heads up, but the overall length of it was about the same. It was about
1: five hours, so it was all good. But, yeah, they got heads up at, I want to say, around kind of uh, 10 o'clock in the evening, and I think StatTrick was on hand to keep track of the timings, and I believe it was a one-hour, 20-minute heads-up battle, which is almost unheard of in the Sunday Million. However, it was a very entertaining heads-up battle with plenty of swings, plenty of action, and also this bizarre dynamic where one guy was basically asking for a 50-50 chop when there was a discrepancy in the stacks. And I guess... He felt that he had the advantage, right? So he keeps saying split, and the other guy's like, no, I'm willing to look at the numbers, but I'm not going to do a 50-50 chop yeah. because I have the slight advantage. And it's kind of narrowing, 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 but, you know, still no, no talk. The moment that it changes, and now the guy who's been asking for the split now has like a 10% advantage. Now the other guy goes, split? To which our original hero is like, <laughs> not anymore, you had oh, your
0: chance. yeah
1: Anyway, to cut a long story short, we then get several (laughs) swings later, a situation where they are literally 50-50. They agree a split. It's revealed there is now a set aside in the Sunday Million, $10,000. So they still play it out for the additional 10K and all's right with the world. And then... What was interesting about the most recent is the slowdown kind of happened when we got to the final table. So we got to the final table very very quickly down to 9 and then it was a meaty final table but meaty full-handed like it took a while to go from 9 to 8 to 7. Um so just to reiterate a yeah. 1 hour 20 minute heads up battle the previous week I believe it was 1 minute and 36 seconds oh, of heads shit. up this week literally two hands. I was going to say it.
0: That hour and 20 minute heads up, like, it's just kind of a bad beat for, for, if you call working a long time a bad beat. Uh, because the right cooler in any heads up match is going to be over. Yeah, yeah. So but was it, this short one a cooler or just that it was always going to be that short?
1: It was more about the fact that the winner had just such a ridiculous chip advantage Um, had worked up to a point where I believe with five or six players remaining had 60% of the chips in play and crucially never really surrendered that chip lead and never really lost that huge advantage and just bulldozed the table. Um, But no, they've both been very entertaining streams. I think people still are enjoying having the Sunday Million on a Monday night. So here's the thing, Joe. We're going to continue doing that on Mondays. Now we did tease before you disappeared that we were going to start PokerStars Retro, which I guess is the... The rebadging, the rebranding of EPT Retro as we move right. on to other tours like the APPT, the NAPT, and the LAPT. Now, originally we said last week of February. In fact, it's going to start next week, but we can say that with some certainty now that next Thursday, which I believe is the fourth of March, we're going to go live with PokerStars Retro, and we're going to go live with the first ever Asia Pacific Poker Tour main event, which was played in Manila of August two thousand and seven. Now. I loved Retro when we were doing the EPT. I loved it when we were doing stuff that I'd seen before and sometimes worked on. This is completely new to me. Yeah, I don't know about any of these tours. I don't know any about anything about any of these events. I know very few of the players, and I've never seen any of these TV shows. So I'm really looking forward to starting this next Thursday.
0: It'll be fun. It'll be really fun. I guess the one thing I'll just have to, you know, we won't know as many of the players, so it'll be a lot more of just sort of commenting on what we see in the moment rather than like, oh, look how young this person looks. Or remember back when this happened, like a lot of this will be the first and probably only time uh, we're seeing some of these people. Although I did scrub ahead. So if you guys are poker fans, Joe Hashem's in the shows, Liz Lou's in the shows, Grant Levy's in the shows, some folks that that people will recognize here and there. And uh, I think we're going to try to score one of those names uh for yeah. upcoming podcast so we can I mean, have a little cross i think cross it worked really promotion. nicely
1: when we did retro the ept variant of retro and we had like ben wolanowski on the podcast right to discuss his deep runs in berlin and in Madrid in 2011. So I think we need to do the same thing when we start these streams. So Sunday Million is every Monday at 6.30 UK time, and Stars Retro is going to be on Thursdays from 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not saying that you can watch it while you're working. I'm just saying it's on at 3 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon every Thursday. That's 3 p.m. UK time. Um, I guess we should also talk about, Joe, about some of the guests that we have got confirmed or yeah. some of the people we're at least pursuing for future episodes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, Bowie Effect, you guys know Bowie Effect? Andy Wilson confirmed will be on the show in the next few weeks. Uh, We are still working on the APPT superstar. I did reach out to Joe Hashem. I can tell he hasn't read the message. I'm not sure if he's abandoned Twitter um, or, or, you know, but uh, we're we're working on Joe. If not, we're going to get one of the other folks that I just mentioned. Uh, A fellow by the name of John Curry reached out to me and said, hey, I wrote this poker book called We Run Bad, and uh, I bought a bunch of copies of it. We're going to talk to John uh, over the next month or two. And I would like, uh, folks, if you want to read this book, We Run Bad, and uh, join in on like a book club, Poker in the Ears book club uh in a f- in, in, probably in like three or four weeks i'd say yeah i think
1: i said that we basically pushed this one probably till either late april or early may just to give people chance to read it because if we are going to do a proper book club episode you know I want to give people the chance to actually read a book. Like you can watch a movie in an evening, right? But a book sometimes takes several weeks to get through. It takes
0: me a little while to get th- This book up here looks like a really quick read. It's about 158 pages. You could read it in an afternoon. Sure. But yeah, uh, I do want to give people the chance, especially if they're going to buy it. Uh, guys, here's what I'm going to do too, is uh, if you're uh, the kind of person that, could use a book right now, right? I'm not talking about it. you know if you're if you're working and you're doing fine, like go buy the fucking book yourself. But if you're the kind of person that could use the book and you're definitely gonna read it and you definitely want to be, you know, uh, part of the discussion when we do book club, hit me up. I'm gonna send up send out a few copies of the book. Um, I, I can't guarantee that I'll send you a copy, but if you match that description and you really want to participate, I'm going to fire off some copies of this book out to folks who want to join us uh, in that. Speaking of which, speaking of engagement, I got one more really exciting guest I want to talk to you guys about before we get to that. Um, this is a genuine call to action, guys. We could use a little bit of help Um with growing this podcast. We really haven't done a lot to grow the podcast of late. And I'd really like to, to, to ask you guys for help. Maybe get someone to listen to the show. Someone who, you know, everyone has poker friends. That's who you play poker with. If you wouldn't mind recommending our show to a friend, leaving us a comment or a like or subscribing rather than just downloading it every week. These things all are sort of, um, what do you call it? They, uh, the uh, the what what the, the exponential they all help exponentially grow the show that when we if we get three comments in a day or ten comments in a week that moves our show up in the algorithm and then more people and the whole thing snowballs that's the word I was looking for yeah the whole thing snowballs so if we can really over the next couple of weeks make a push to get one friend to listen to the show or to leave a review uh, we would really appreciate it because. Look, it's contract negotiation time coming up soon, so I gotta, I gotta say, look at how great the podcast is, is doing. And one reason that you might want to get people listening to, listen to the show, who maybe are are just sort of, um, uh, sort of sideline poker fans, kind of like we are almost, and that we, all the pop culture, culture we talk about, we have got uh, agreed to in principle. Now, this is a dude named Ryan Furpo.
1: This is an incredible story, by the way. Incredible story
0: who, uh, if you guys have been poker fans for a long time, you've seen Ryan's work. Ryan uh, did Bet Betray's Fold, was one of the uh, driving forces behind I guarantee the documentary.
1: You, I guarantee you that if you watched our live streams four or five years ago, you will have seen some of Ryan's work because Ryan made the little mini documentaries about the members of Team Online. Uh, there was a piece profiling Felix, for example. Hey, do you remember the video of Mickey Peterson where he meets up, for with Sam Grafton in yep. a pub in London for a beer. But all of those behind the scenes documentaries profiling some of our streamers and some of our former pros, Ryan was the guy behind that.
0: The guy behind that. Now, here's the here's the twist where it comes full circle. Ryan is now part of the Marvel Universe. Ryan is writing and directing an upcoming Marvel movie. And I reached out to Ryan and he's Super excited to hear from us. Wants to do this show. Says he's obviously very busy. We're going to schedule an interview with him and we're going to get Ryan on the show. I, I couldn't be more excited to talk to a fucking director of a Marvel movie. Like, hell yeah. Like, how much time do we spend discussing Marvel on this show? So, if you can, get a friend to listen to the show. Tell him how it's about poker. Sort of. It's about pop culture. Sort of. It's about uh, a couple of uh, a very mismatched commentary duo in uh, (laughs) how they lead their personal lives and very few stories about disgusting surgeries yes that
1: is an anomaly for sure uh well talking of guests joe let's not talk about the future let's talk about the present and let's welcome craig on screen shannon to the show craig good to have you on the show thanks for doing this hello Yo, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. So
0: handsome for a streamer. I thought this was supposed to be mom's basement type of people, but... Oh, man. Man, I'm oh, honestly,
2: I am the fattest I've ever been in my life right now. No, because of COVID, yeah. I'm just pigging out at the moment, Honestly, we so, all yeah. are, except for James. <laughs> yeah,
0: James goes running every day like a loser. Get now, what's the secret, like the rest James? How'd you
1: do it? In all seriousness, that's what it was. I started running just to get myself oh, really? out of the house for like 20 to 25 minutes every day. So bizarrely, I'm the opposite of everyone else. I'm actually the fittest I've ever been. Oh um, wow! Okay. But but hey, um, I'm intrigued. My first yeah. question was going to be, Craig, I know that obviously you were a former professional Counter-Strike player. Were, yeah, you, way this, back. were you the same era as Shaguar?
2: No, not quite. Shagu was before me, actually. Uh, my team was, so my teammates uh, played at the same time, mainly Mangia Capra, who was my teammate for Four Kings. He was during that era with Shaggy and all that. I'm surprised you know that. Not many people know who he is, actually. Uh, I did play that team, but I was very young then. I was like well, 15, maybe, something like 14, 15, something like that. I didn't actually get started to get paid to play until I was like 19, I think. But I I definitely know the name for sure. The NOA days and all that. Yeah, it's really old school. Well, of course,
1: (laughs) Shaguar went on to graduate to become Griffin Benger, who became a professional poker player. And of course, course now is one of our regular commentary team when we cover events where you have featured recently. Um, And of course, for many years, was best known for his infamous What Up now Swedes until yeah. he decided to lose his shit with someone at the World Series and asked them to check <laughs> yeah, their no, privilege. No. <laughs> um, but no, what? So what? What was your background, Craig? I mean, how did we? How did we get to the point where you became like a, a professional uh, esports? Yeah, you said you player? started
0: getting paid at nineteen. Like, wh- I guess. Yeah, just- it was. Oh god. Okay.
2: So I mean, back then though, it wasn't much. I mean, compared to now, it's ridiculous esports money. Now back then, it was nothing. You know, I, I'd win like a LAN tournament and I'd win like. A mouse, you know, <laughs> 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 something like that. You know, I was like, "Woo!" Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really do anything international. It was all UK mainly. So the team I was in was called Four Kings, uh, and they were like the the UK team back then. Uh, like I said, that was also there was old schoolers, you know, Shaggy zero back then and all that lot. And uh, yeah, the game I played was it was CS Counter Strike 1.5, and then it was 1.6, and uh, we won a LAN tournament uh, at the time in a UK one. With me and my team and because we won it uh the uk was looking for uh, a new lineup and they said, right we'll have you guys and that's kind of how it started to be honest uh before then uh i've never i mean i've been sponsored by esports organizations but back then if you got if you were sponsored you got like a free server and like a, a <laughs> ventrilo server which is like discord now and stuff like that you know you, a free mouse you didn't get paid you know what i mean yeah um so, so when i joined four kings i was the first like, oh my god i'm actually getting paid kind of thing but it, it wasn't much um and I still worked at the time, so like, you it wasn't enough to really live off. Uh, I, I did go part-time at my job, though. And uh, anyway, I played throughout 1.6 for like one or two years or so. Uh, pretty much dominating quite a lot during the UK time. I really enjoyed my time doing that, just going to different events and all that stuff. Like I said, though, anything international, though, would get stomped. You know, if you play any against the Swedes, for example, they just destroy us. So I didn't really do anything international at all. And uh, I would say the that, that last... Two years of like one point six. They put us into a, a gaming house uh, up in Manchester um, with a whole new lineup of the team. Where the same guys I'm actually living with today, actually, with uh, well, some of us anyway. Uh, is a like gaming house like
0: like we would imagine it is, or is it more um, boring than we would imagine it is? <laughs> <laughs>
2: It well, actually, it's very competitive. I know poker players sometimes do this. I've heard of it where you have like a grind house or something. You know, yeah. light, a bunch yeah. of poker players get together. You know, they all get a house together and they just grind the tables online. You know, it was it was very similar to that. Um, you know, it was not well. It had a pool actually. It was good, but I mean, a pool in Manchester is completely pointless in the UK. Uh, <laughs>
0: An
2: <laughs> it outdoor was pool was, in Manchester. Yeah, Who I, designed that pool...
0: house? Come uh, yeah, on, there's know. two whole weeks a year yeah. that you can use it. <laughs> What it was
2: is that the Four Kings offered us like, you know, we'll put you on a house, you know, practice together, what do you want? So we just found the most ridiculous house we could. It's like, we'll have this one <laughs> with the pool. And uh, yeah, we used it. it was freezing. It was so cold. But yeah, um, I actually, I even did a thing of my stream ones where I jumped in the pool of the X amount of followers. But <laughs> I was, uh, so yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> where was I? So yeah, um, we all got together in that. And that was just just when Counter-Strike Global Offensive come out. And then the Four Kings disbanded the whole org, just, shut down it's like, oh never mind then so like, what do we do now then kind of thing and uh the guys I was living with no we was all kind of done at that point we're all like our late 20s at this point I'm like, oh, so now you're looking one... down the
0: barrel of getting a real job again yeah that, no I mean... like
2: what what do we do now um yeah so i was st- streaming at the time though so this is when i started streaming so um obviously twitch then wasn't that popular in fact there wasn't even a a subscribe button back then there was nothing Good
0: for you i mean that's where yeah, you need to get in right
2: yeah it was just it was just a fun thing it was anything it was just when i was playing my cs games people would ask me oh you know will you stream we want to see your players like, oh, whatever sure It was just a hobby at that point and um yeah my twitch at the time there's hardly anyone streaming counter-strike it was literally me and summit you know summit 1g that was literally yeah it. uh we were like the it used to be me and him competing for viewers all the time back then Back <laughs> yeah in cs 1.6 and uh, and then I think Mo started streaming as well. Mo, another American streamer. And that was pretty much it. Hardly anyone did it. Most people were streaming like World of Warcraft and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of got popular and more popular um, from there. Where I just kept on streaming. I was still carrying on working. I never thought it was going to be a job or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's just a fun thing to do. And go go forward like one year or so, I guess you could say, I think. Uh, this is after subscribe, then come out on Twitch yeah. and people started donating and stuff like that, which is even a new thing. Then I was like, why, why are you donating? I don't understand. Well, okay, here's my PayPal. It. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't ask questions. Just yeah, take the
2: money. Exactly. I had no idea what was going on. So, uh, and I had a, I had a really good career. I was working for Shell at the time. No, the oil company, Shell. Yeah. Um, I had an IT career at Shell. It's fully done for life there, to be honest. Right. Uh, I could have stayed there my whole life. Really good job and uh, I had to have this I, I hit a thousand subs on Twitch it was my first time hitting a thousand I was like I'm going to have to quit I was like there's no point in, it's coming to a point now where I can yeah. make enough money to to live off you know yeah and I had this awkward conversation with my boss uh, at Shell saying like I'm, I'm quitting it's like why would you quit <laughs> you got everything you could ever want you know we'll give you a pay rise give whatever you want blah 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 it's like I just I just sit around and play games you know <laughs> You know, it was like it was really awkward. They didn't understand it. No one did. This is very no. early days Twitch. This is like, oh god, when did I do it? I think it was 2015, 16. So quite a while back now. Well, and, I think
1: uh, even now, though, Craig, there are still people who don't really understand how it all works. The idea that yeah. Yeah, yeah, streaming definitely. video games, of having a subscriber base, of people making those donations, of having that revenue stream, of actual just domestic content yeah. creation being a business.
2: Yeah, t- t- totally right. Lots of people understand. Even now Twitch still is uh, early days to be honest, even now. Um YouTube's much more popular. A lot of people always ask what you do. You go, do you know Twitch? Like, no, okay. Do you know YouTube? Yeah, okay. It's that but live. <laughs> like, yeah. there you go. Yeah, and then they go, then they understand it. Yeah, yeah. Um but so, yeah. I- I have a question
0: about so streaming is 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 really hard work, right? Like to to maybe it was didn't seem as hard then, or maybe it's harder now because you know there there's more competition. Oh yeah. yeah. Sometimes when I you know when I've made a go of it, right? I had one month, I think, where I made like a hundred bucks from Twitch, and like just the few streams I did, you have to spend a lot of hours, it's a lot of energy, and sometimes Mm. I go man, maybe having a career at Shell is actually less work in the long run. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you ever you're, think that? You're right.
2: Um, yeah, I, I always thought, you know, oh, dream job kind of thing. I'll have so much time. But when, when you do something that you love, you pretty much do it 24-7. So, you know, I, I've never been more busy in my life. Yeah, I, I much prefer go back to my number nine. Well, actually, I don't prefer it, but less stressful, I guess you could say, having a nine-to-five job, you can come home, just forget about it because... It's at the office yeah. kind of thing right this is 24 7 literally yeah. uh, even when you're not streaming you know you're constantly online aware of what's going on uh, you know it's it is pretty much constant yeah uh, so do you have I mean,
1: the, do you have the schedule where you're kind of like all right these are my hours these are my days i used to when i was starting off yeah but nowadays i don't <laughs> yeah i, I was gonna to, say because yeah, yeah. have to. if you're not feeling it that it's almost like mm. counterproductive right the, the worst thing you can do is try and do a long stream when you're just not in the mood
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I used to always do the classic, the 24 hour streams that everyone loves and tries to get you to do. And uh, I used to do a 24 hour stream every uh, back then, it was every 10,000 followers, like a 10,000 follower goal nice. on other, a 24 hour stream. Yeah. Until one time I did a 24 hour stream and we got 10,000 followers during that 24 hour stream. Oh my <laughs> so, God. So I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> I try I 48 hours stream. No, I tried. I did honestly try. I lasted to about 35, I think. And I was like, listen, guys, I can't do it. It was so, the thing with those kind of streams is you are totally right. You're so low on energy. It's like, why would people watch? You know, yeah. it's like you're just watching me. They're zombie. hoping you
0: die, I think. A yeah, lot of it's them, like right? you sort of yeah. see, fall
2: asleep and stuff. And you'll get views as well during a time when you're not normally live. So say like I'm live at like 5 a.m. People go, yeah. oh, no, I like this stream. I'm going to follow you. They'll never see me again ever <laughs> unless they're doing right. a like, 24-hour stream or something. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just don't do them anymore. I've, I've done my 24-hour streams back in the day. And when people ask me now, I go, listen, mate. It's done and dusted. I am you know, like a boomer streamer now. <laughs> no point doing it, right? So, so yeah, you are totally right. If if you don't have the energy, I I I agree that uh people who stream these really long hours like grinding away. That's not how Twitch works nowadays. Um, yeah, you have to give a, a reason for people want to watch you because now there is so many streamers, it's insane. Back then there was hardly anyone, literally hardly anyone, and now well, there's just millions, millions of people. There's just so that- much
1: selection. On that subject and looking at the sheer scope of Twitch as a platform and the number of streamers, the number of games, what are the primary games for you to play now? Do you still specialise in kind of yeah. Counter-Strike type games? yeah, uh, Valorant. Valorant. So,
2: uh, yeah, so I was always a, a Counter-Strike streamer, uh, but obviously I dabbled in all different games. If a game's popular, you know, I'll play and stream for a bit, but was, CS was always my main game. Obviously, I did a lot of poker streaming as well. Um, and, yeah, when Valorant come out, I think it's nearly been a year now, my um, stream really blew up from them, actually. Uh, they did a thing where tw- you had to get a drop to get access to the game and my channel was one of those channels you could watch to get oh, a drop
0: cool good
2: for you and everyone yeah everyone was just looking out for me go oh you want to want to play so i was at the start of my oh my god i had uh i think i peaked at ninety thousand views that was like the most i had uh from when well, i was a big paid i had seventeen thousand subs as well <laughs> it was really good so the start of valorant that kind of blew up my stream i went from around. I think uh, I had like 300,000 followers at the time, straight up to about 900,000, just for those like two or three months. And how did you
0: establish that relationship with Valorant? Like, uh, did they come to you? uh,
2: They sort yeah, they come to me. They approached a few of us at the start who, who expressed a lot of interest in the game. So I was really looking forward to that. I knew about it. It was called Project Day at the time. And there was a beta where they reached out to, you know cs pros and cs streamers and players and who's interested in it. and i was like this looks amazing uh because it reminded me of the the old counter-strike you know 1.6 not csgo so i love this because i always preferred that one over csgo and yeah they just reached out and said uh you know we're gonna do like a private like beta kind of thing of project a it wasn't even didn't even know it was called Valorant at the time and uh yeah we, you know, we'll do it there was about 30 40 of us at the time and said you know you can you can stream it and all this so since and since just then, think guess, about, uh, like,
0: 13, 14-year-old you, right? Getting called <laughs> up by a video game company. Do you want to be the first person ever to play this game <laughs> yeah. and also make a lot of money from it? Is that okay yeah, No, no one
2: knew at the time that it was going to be popular no. Or anything. No, no one had any clue. Everyone, everyone, most people thought it was just going to be a dead game. But, you know, oh, it's Counter-Strike copy, it's never going to work. <laughs> right. like but that, th- so, you know, This is
1: the bit that makes sense, right? Because Valorant, Counter-Strike, they're all in the same food group. But how does poker come into the equation, though? You don't shoot people in poker.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> well, you, do, you do crush souls,
2: though. Actually, you know, there is a lot of, uh, I would say, similarities between good poker players and good Counter-Strike players. Well, look at Shaggy, there you go. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, honestly, I see it all the time when you have good game sense in, in Counter-Strike. Um, you, you're constantly thinking what your opponents are thinking, you know? And I was like, that applies right. to poker quite a bit, you know, especially the whole saying, you know, what am I thinking that he's thinking that I'm thinking? You know, different levels. You get yeah. that CS all the time, like especially in 1v1 situations and stuff like that. You're constantly aware. And that really applies to poker as well. Uh, so I always think, you know, oh, sometimes you do see good players who are CS who are really good at poker. Not me, unfortunately. But, you know. I mean, I've, I've definitely
0: <laughs> seen CS players, and especially when I play the game, who seem to know what my cards are, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am playing <laughs> completely cards up against them. And I didn't realize until just now... That they're actually thinking about what I'm thinking. Exactly. I just thought it yeah, was yeah, magic. Yeah. Like most bad poker players think they're getting unlucky.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: the best player that do
2: you know Elky? He, yes. Uh, yeah. he's a, he used to be a pro Starcraft player, and that's a perfect example. He's obviously he's amazing. I remember him. He, I was kind of moved away. And anyway, we were playing heads up somewhere, live poker. It was Rosbordov, Kings Poker, over in there. And he literally just used to tell me what my cards were. I was like, "No, you're <laughs> <laughs> like, cheating! Oh, what's going on here?" I never, I, never, I just never that moment specifically. It's like, "Okay, mate, okay." And that's when I was like, "Okay, you know, it's the it's the gaming mind, you know, on Elkin. Yeah. It's definitely applied to him for poker. You know, he's a beast of poker. So I can see, yeah, that. I, I totally see it, totally see it. yeah.
1: But obviously, you you've built up a successful following, subscriber base, a core audience. What do they make of it when suddenly you're Going deep um, in some MTT rather than playing, yeah. you know, an action game, <laughs> as it were.
2: Um, yeah, I've always tried to make poker fun when I stream poker. So, you know, um, when I'm playing, I mean, obviously I'm trying to win, but, you know, I'll try and make it exciting. So, I'd like, sometimes I won't even stream with a delay. I'll literally hide my cards, get like, a little card holder with no delay. Just, with just you know, the assumption that, sure, they might be on my table. I'll just play as if it was a live game, you know. They can't see my hand. You know, I could even do a bluff, technically, you know, by just my my face expression and all the rest of it because assuming they're watching my stream, right? Um, Yeah, it's just more that keeps the chat interaction because I I find it very hard if you're streaming poker, which I know most pro-pokers, you've got to have like five-minute delay or something, right? Because you're showing your cards, obviously. And even five minutes sometimes not enough, you know, if they stick around at least. They can just have that information after every... You're basically never able to muck your hand, right? Because they can see... Constant, just five minutes in the past oh we had that for example it'd be very difficult so i really uh i really appreciate the skill of some of the online uh no stream and poker players It must be so difficult having yeah. that information available anyone could just watch a vod and see how you play i <laughs> no. mean that's insane i know all right so uh yeah i always keep it fun really um and yeah i mean i've always played poker even on stream way way back now uh just like a that's a fun thing to be honest. Sure, I'd play CS as well, but yeah, I was one of the one of the first people who streamed poker back then. I, I don't think poker even had a category on Twitch then. No. Uh, going way back, I mean, it wasn't just poker. I would do all sorts of just gambling in general as well. I used to love a bit of blackjack and roulette and all that stuff. I can't I wait speaking. till
0: I can play slots and stream it. I think that's <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's one slots of the best. as well, stuff like that.
2: You know, pe- people just love to watch me lose money. It seems so. Fantastic. That's happened quite <laughs> fantastic.
1: Fantastic. I am in thinking that you've uh, that the PokerStars VR is something that, uh, you'll oh, yeah, get yeah, it's with really that. fun,
2: really fun. Yeah. So I've been streaming that recently with Poker Stars. It's actually brilliant because obviously, because of COVID right now, all the casinos are closed, right? I can't remember the last time I've been to a casino. It's been God, so long now. Anyway, uh, you go in PokerStars VR, it's exactly the same. It's brilliant. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect because obviously VR is still still quite a niche. I've gotten thing, into I would say. like
0: actual fights <laughs> with people in Poker Stars VR because it's like oh, a real man. poker game. Yeah, where like is. sometimes you yes. say something, someone takes it the wrong way. I, um, have you yeah. had any experiences like that? No, I, no, I,
2: not, I haven't gotten any fights yet. Anyway. Um, have you but shot no, anyone t- in
0: the face yet? Yeah, that's yes. pretty. Oh fun yeah, too. yeah, I've done
2: that loads of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, honestly oh, Focus give me all the the little toys you get and all that kind of stuff. So, just sitting there with a big sword. There's <laughs> someone to, yeah. They have they have tables, which is more for like serious games, where all like the props are blocked, right? Uh, but like for just the fun cash games and stuff you can do, uh, you, you have all these props that you can do. So I'm just sitting there with like a sword just in someone's face, or so like you know, they're in a heads-up situation, just throwing a donkey at them, you know, and all this kind it's of super stuff. Fun. It's so fun, man. Yeah, it's really fun. Obviously, everyone's mic'd up as well, you know, because we're all in the VR headset, all VR headsets yeah. come with microphones nowadays. It's honestly it's so just like a casino. I always say if you are uh, if you're ever scared about going to a casino, which you wonder, I wasn't you know, when I was first to play poker anyway. You know, there's so much etiquette and stuff, you know, like what you do with your chips, yada, yada. You're not sure how to do that in a life, real-life casino and you feel a bit embarrassed to do it. Like, you can play online poker, no problem. Uh, Do this PokerStars VR. It's exactly the same. You'll learn everything and you'll go That's to a, a casino and it'll just, yeah, it'll just feel exactly the same. Really good. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward. Obviously, it's early days for poker stars VR right now. Uh, yeah. It's still under development, early access. But uh I think I can see that going really popular, especially where VR becomes more accessible to more and more people. Because I think... uh the first VR headset I got cost a grand, I think, one of the early HTC vibes. Uh, but nowadays, you can pick up a decent VR headset for about 200, 300, I think. Nowadays, yeah, so well, it's I, coming down in price, but it's still still a niche. It's is it? Is it niche. the
1: Rift, the one that doesn't actually require? Oh, yeah, that's Quest. what I've got. Is is Rift
2: the, is, S, Rift yeah, S. Yeah, I've it's the, got the, one, as well. the one that doesn't
1: actually require a mm, computer; it's so a standalone good. product. Oh,
2: yeah, the Quest, yeah, yeah. So the one I've got is the Rift S uh, and the Quest doesn't even require a computer. Uh, you can plug it into your computer, obviously, and use it. But the best thing is, it doesn't need sensors. So, the the older ones, I just like, have, you have to put sensors all around your room. Oh, wow. Which is a pain in the ass. You know, you've got to mount them all up in the ceiling everywhere. It takes ages. And then, uh, you know, it makes a messy have room you, normally.
0: Have you ever had a VR um, disaster? Like, I almost broke my hand playing Beat Saber because oh, I went like yeah. this directly into the wall. It yeah, yeah. I mean, they have safety features,
2: don't they? But yeah, I agree. I've, yeah, I have, they have like a feature where you see like a virtual wall. But sometimes yeah. in the moments you don't even realize I've hit I've hit this mic many times. Almost many no times. <laughs> one has the
0: required amount of space for VR. Like some yeah, of the yeah. people that I play on Poker Stars VR with, I know they're in a big empty room, and that's yeah. really what you need. Is like just is no other furniture, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a warehouse. Clear. Like I try and out. get it.
2: I try and get this to the actual like table like my desk table here is in sync with
1: in where games. the table is yeah so, nice. so if,
2: if, if you even want to check i could do this for example on my yeah, real nice. table it's really. yeah you can do that so so it's that's really clever. good
1: yeah that's clever yeah. The, the final <laughs> thing i wanted to ask about and i have a rather unhealthy uh relationship or attitude towards cats i want to know about frosty because <laughs> i love cats i love every kind of cat and i need okay. to know the story of frosty the cat
2: oh um, okay uh it was when i started streaming actually yeah i got my cat little kitten uh, it was Aww. just people in the chat saying, get a cat. And I didn't have a pet at the time. So, all right, sure. And uh, yeah, so he, yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> said, get a cat. Pet. So I did. That
0: yeah, that but sounds practical. That's pretty much it. A cat's it almost... good for a streamer, though, because they're low maintenance, yeah. right? Like a dog's yeah, way too needy. Exactly. Meaty.
2: Exactly. I, I was like, you know, I want to get a pet. You know, I'm in a, in a house now. What do I get? It's like, dog, cat. And that's a streamer, you know. I. I I did want a dog, but I didn't have the time to look after it. You know, it's like you got to take it for walks and all that stuff. I wouldn't have the, you know, from streaming all the time, which back then I was nonstop then. And I was like, you know, let's get a cat. The cats just look after themselves. You don't need to do anything.
0: Cats are it, happier. You're busy. This,
2: yeah. God, he hates me. That's what, I'm just his <laughs> I'm literally his member of staff. Is, I, the cat owns me. I don't cool. own the cat. Exactly. Yeah, that's what, that's so, what I love about him. He just looks after himself. But, yeah. So yeah, I've had him. He, he's even like like the logo for my streaming back back then. And uh, yeah, it's just just had him throughout the the through the years. I think six now, six seven. Geez, so yeah, <laughs> I'll probably get another one maybe one day. We'll see. Well, hopefully uh,
0: his <laughs> member of staff lasts his entire yeah. life.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: Craig, I, I I have a question before we get to a game. I always uh, create these really stupid games for our guests, and uh, okay. my game is based on is based on your your name, which is on screen. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I have to know. Is that a Jean Luc Picard reference, like on screen, how it used to say that? Or is it?
2: Yep. N- it is. It, it is. It yeah. really is.
0: <laughs> it is, actually,
2: 100%. That's yeah. amazing.
0: <laughs> You're like the only one who knows that. That's fucking <laughs> fantastic.
2: It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, my dad, it was only watched a lot of Star Trek. I watched a bit now and then. And I was trying to make a uh, a name for the game. I can't remember what game I was playing. Something like online, like Command and Conquer type game. back. This is early, early internet days now. I'm talking dial up. 56k connection you know broadband didn't even exist back then and i was trying to make a username to try all the obvious ones like killer man 20 or whatever you don't <laughs> want to be the noob names they're all taken i don't know what i'm so young at the time and yeah star trek was on and obviously picard says on screen my dad says why don't you try that I was, oh, whatever that'll do and it worked and that's Amazing. literally the name i've used for everything since then uh i don't even like it now i mean but it's kind of relevant i guess with twitch but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so deep now that I can't really change my name. No, it's who you are. It's who I am now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so quite just... literally your name. And it's quite unique as well. I like it that you know, it's, it's like I've never met another screen when I've been gaming online before. So
1: I just it's kept with it. And that's the... Who am I on screen? Where yeah, am yeah, yeah, yeah. I on screen? <laughs> engage.
0: It's, it was either that or engage. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, online video didn't even exist back then when
0: it would first come up.
2: But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who knew? <laughs>
0: I really yeah. wish I hadn't picked Slick Joe09. Now I'm stuck with that the rest of my life. It's better than mine. Great name. Great name. All right. So here comes your stupid game it's a trivia quiz about screens. Greg. Oh, <laughs> oh, what? Okay. okay. That's right. Really uh, screens. I, if I had been sure it was Jean-Luc Picard, I would have made it more Star Trekky. y but uh, okay. luckily it's no just ways. about screens in general. It, it's multiple choice, so you've got a okay. shot I, no I, matter right. what. I, I got a shot. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can do Question this. Question okay. number one. The green screen technology kids of your generation take for granted used to be a blue screen, cost millions of dollars, and was called what? Was it grip grids and splay flex brace columns, what? girdle plated Jerry's, vertipin plated pan traps, or chroma key? Uh, I know what chroma key is,
2: but it has to be chroma key. Is it chroma key?
0: Chroma key is correct. Hey!
1: <laughs> I'd be really disturbed uh, if it was grip grids and splay yeah, flex like, brace what? columns.
0: <laughs> I sort of want that was. <laughs> If you guys, Uh, if if people listen to the show regularly, will know what all the other fake answers were from. Okay, question number two. The SPF rating system is used to measure the effectiveness of what kind of screen? Is it an HD screen, a mosquito screen, a Game Boy screen, or sunscreen?
2: Sunscreen, sunscreen.
0: Sunscreen is correct, two for two. All right, they get harder now. (laughs) Question number three, there's an old joke about someone being so stupid, they put what kind of screen where? A TV screen in a movie theater, a smoke screen in a firehouse, a drive-in screen in the living room, or a screen door on a submarine?
2: A smoke screen in a firehouse?
0: Oh, we are looking for a screen door to a submarine on that one. <laughs> what? I've never heard that before. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> in, in Back to the Future, Biff gets it wrong and says, you're so stupid you put a screen door on a battleship. Really? Uh, oh, my God. It's an old joke. Old joke. Question yeah, no, number four. No, so- all right. You're two in one. Which of the following production companies is behind the billion dollar Resident Evil movie series? Is it Screen Gems? Screen Kings, Screen Magic, or Hail to the Screen? Uh,
2: what the? I have no idea. I'm going to say Screen Kings.
0: Screen Kings, so close. Screen Ugh. Gems God, is who we are looking for there. Two and two. <laughs> you still have a chance to have a winning score. Three questions okay. left. Okay. Question number five. In the NBA, the National Basketball Association, a screenplay or a legal block is also known as what? Is it a stop, a spike, a pick, or a plow? Stop? No? Oh man. <laughs> stop is very close, it's a pick. <laughs> a pick? Otherwise a pick, okay. Otherwise, sometimes known as the pick and roll. I've never
2: watched basketball, never mind. Oh God, This Question- are hard, man.
0: Let's go, let's go. Question number six, two questions to go. Okay. Speaking of screenplays mm. what is the standard font when writing a screenplay? Is, there is it
2: a standard screenplay? It's a font? standard font. It might not be Comic Sans. Go on.
0: Is it <laughs> Courier Times New Roman Comic Sans or Webdings?
2: Webdings? That's, I know what that is. It's like alien language. You can't read that. It's, it has to be Uh, It's not Comic Sans. There's no way. It has to be even... I'm going to go with Time's New Roman.
0: We were looking for Courier. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a answer. (laughs) You lost the Um, flip on that one. Never mind. Yep. (laughs) Question question number seven. This one I think you're going to be very familiar with. Okay. How is a testicular cancer screening done? Is it to take one testicle in each hand to feel for differences in size, shape, or color? Is it to gently squeeze each testicle and listen for a pop? Is it to hold your (laughs) testicle between your thumb and fingers and gently roll it? Or is it to dip your testicles into nacho cheese and dab onto a newspaper? (laughs) What? (laughs)
2: Uh, The first one. Just 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 feel the just have a feel, mate. Take, a, take a
0: testicle in each hand to feel for differences in size, shape, yes. or color.
2: I would hope so. Yep. Yeah. That, that's what i do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unfortunately we're looking for a hold your testicle between what? your thumb and fingers and oh. gently roll it. I don't know, oh, Craig oh, Shannon, how you time. would feel a difference oh. in color. <laughs> Oh, of course. Be- oh, that's a question. <laughs> holding your testicles I, in each hand. <laughs> I mean, if they're a different color, I would be worried. But you know. You need to get in the shower immediately because oh, it's clear God. you have not screened on screen sorry, for testicular okay. cancer. And sometimes everyone out there who has testicles needs to true. do this twice well, a year.
1: Go number do it one. now if you're listening guys yeah. <laughs> number one that's a very bizarre note to end this on secondly I <laughs> apologize that you ended the game with a losing score uh, oh. but Craig thank you very much for that's taking great. the time to talk to us today well thank you very much guys thanks for having me on it's been brilliant thank you loved it and now ladies and gentlemen it is super fan time and we say hi bro as we welcome giraffe Ganger back to the poker in the ears podcast how are you sir
3: I'm great. How are you guys? I'm, I'm,
0: I'm excellent. Thank you for asking. Um, by the way, loving the uh, the facial hair you're rocking right now. Very of the time for these uh, Godfather <laughs> movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was I great. See so uh, I'm assuming you also just watched it yesterday or no? Mm-hmm. Pretty close. I watched uh, Godfather 1 and 2, like, both within the last five days, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. I-, I watched both of them yesterday, of course.
1: Fantastic. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> to hear it. The thing is, it has long been my ambition that we could actually have a Godfather slash Godfather Part 2 quiz in this section of the show. And it has taken a high-stakes pro with his own menagerie to actually allow me to live out that dream. Um, Guys, <laughs> I did not re-watch the movies. I know them so well. I'm such a nerd about my two favorite films of all time that this quiz was actually constructed from memory. So wow. as hard as I believe some of the questions are, if you have watched the movies in the last few hours slash days, I'm pretty sure you'll do okay. But before how, we get how, to how, that, many,
0: how many years has it been since you've seen it And that you're making this from memory? When them, did
1: I last I see say. the movies? do you know what I don't think I've seen them in full, and bear in mind you know when you're flicking around and like on on sky movies, they rock around every now and then, and I'll watch like an hour here or an hour there. but as far as watching one and two all the way through, probably more than ten
0: years, wow, this is gonna be yeah. so weird so sad <laughs> but when but, james has a better recollection of a movie yeah. from a decade ago that i watched yesterday but I mean, bear in we, mind we should when,
3: we should we should do a bit joe where he's like <laughs> he asked the question and we're like no that's not in the movie yes, you, you, definitely. yeah definitely <laughs> i don't remember that at all No, no
1: no i mean bear in mind that when i first saw these films Uh, when I first saw Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, and it was around the time the third came out in cinemas. And then they released the video box set, which was the extended versions, where they were re-edited in chronological order. I mean, I probably watched that on average once a week, probably for the better part of a year. I was so in love with these films. And um, obviously, but the reason why you applied, the reason you came to us, you are a fan yourself.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it's actually... I think it was one of my first movies that I really wanted to see. Uh, not like just skimming on TV or something. I was like, really, okay, I want to see this. I, I saw like Scarface first, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I was like, I don't know, 15, 15 or something, 14, 15, where I'm like really trying to expand my uh, movie experience. So I really liked uh, Scarface. Um which is I mean it's not it's not it's not even close to Godfather, of course, but it's kinda of like the same thing and I was really getting into the whole gangster stuff. My
0: girlfriend as we watched these asked if this was a prequel to Scarface. <laughs> she thought that Scarface yeah. was yeah, coming yeah. later. <laughs> I think
3: I think now that I watched Godfather again, it's so obvious that I don't know, like at least a hundred movies are basically I mean, not not like rip but are basically in the same world, are basically the same characters, all just like... So many movies. I yeah, realized yeah, yeah. the same
0: thing watching it this time, too, that even the last season of Fargo um, had a whole lot of things. You know, I guess part of it's history, right? Like, part of it is that yeah. this is how things went down in, in those sorts of circles. Um, but, man, oh, man, there's a lot borrowed from The Godfather to the point where someone like my girlfriend, you can't even watch these movies without having had a whole bunch of the best parts of it spoiled uh, by pop culture uh, mocking it uh, because it's it's so iconic.
1: It's tough. Now, Joe, I know you sometimes have issues with the gangster genre, and that is in some ways celebrating people who aren't the nicest people in the world. How do you feel about these movies at your current point in life?
0: You know what? So this is my first time seeing these in a decade or so. Um, the last time I saw them was at a movie theater in Boston. They were running them back to back. And I went on a Saturday and, and watched both uh, one and two together. And I and I, every time before this, I'd seen the movies. I thought they were fine to pretty good. This is the first time I'm watching that. I was like, OK. These are really good movies. Still not my thing, right? Still, like, not my thing, but I can recognize that they are, like, really excellent movies. I'm very invested in the character. I'm so invested in it now that I am probably going to watch The Godfather Coda, Oh, yeah. Or, or Godfather 3 for the first time ever. I've never had any interest. I never cared about what I'm now actually want to see what happens to Michael and the rest of the family. Yeah. Uh, so, so I am into it now.
1: Yeah, I'm torn. On the one hand, it's like the, the recut is, is, is watchable. On the other hand, and we discussed this on this podcast a few weeks back it's completely unnecessary the Godfather Coda already exists at the end of part 2 and it is that single shot that ends the movie spoiler alert of Michael a slightly older Michael just sat on his own in his garden having achieved absolute power but having lost literally everything else Mm -hmm. it doesn't require another movie (laughs) um I don't want to say more because I might start giving away spoilers for the actual questions. So, there are 10 questions. You will take it in turns to pick a question. There is a bonus attached to every single question, but you don't get the bonus unless you get the main question right, in which case the bonus automatically passes to the other player. And here's how things work, Bert. If you can get the question right without any multiple choice options, two points. But if you need options, the maximum you can score reduces to one point. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, so you can give me a number between 1 and 10 because you get to go first.
0: 7. I'm, Always uh,
1: coming 7. <laughs>
0: I have one question uh, about the the book/movie since I saw you guys on Twitter having a really fun yeah. discussion about how bad yeah. shit some of the stuff in the book is. Is is the book all of 1, 2 and 3? No, the book is mostly one and the kind of
1: prologue stuff, if you like, from part two. Okay, so got all it. this, all the stuff of Michael in later years in Nevada in the 1950s that's and new. around the Cuban Revolution, that is completely new material. Okay. Um, and Puzo obviously had a hand in that. This is one of those rare examples of where I think the film is better than the book because the film actually takes all the best stuff from the book and jettison's all the stuff that's a little bit shit. Got it. Cool. Right. Here we go. Question number seven. Should point out that we're dancing around both movies, and there is no chronology to these questions, so good luck. You've picked a tough one to start with, but I'm not going to lie to you. Who runs the nightclub where Luca Brazzi is assassinated?
0: Um, is his name Johnny Choices?
1: <laughs> there are multiple I... choice options available if you would like to take them.
0: I mm,
3: I know it's
1: it's uh, uh yeah I'll probably have to go uh, go for that. Okay, so is the owner of the nightclub Benny Amato, Willie Chichi, Bruno Titalia, or Mo Green?
3: Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for um, Amato.
1: It's Bruno Tatalia, who it's yeah. is involved in the assassination of Luca Brazzi. So the bonus question automatically passes to Mr. Stapleton. Someone else is involved in killing Luca Brazzi, Joe. Who rams the knife into Luca's hand? Salazzo. Salazzo for a point. And you take the early slim lead. It is your question. You can have any number other than seven.
0: Question number two, please, for the Godfather Part Two. It's a question from
1: Part One. How much <laughs> did Jack Waltz pay for the champion racehorse Khartoum?
0: I'm gonna go. For, I'm gonna go for this without the choices. Okay. I believe it was six hundred thousand dollars.
1: Two points, Joe Stapleton. Wait, wait, wait. I,
0: how,
3: how how do you know this? If the last time you saw this is ten years ago, no, no, just no. Before it. I watched it two days <laughs> no, ago, no. the last I time I saw it. I'm asking James. Oh, how does, J- go yeah, out how does James know? crazy. Well, I'm just
0: used to James having uh, <laughs> knowing everything all the time. That doesn't. That's not even that big of a deal <laughs> yeah. to me. That part,
1: I wouldn't even know. Wouldn't have I, known the I, answer. I wear my nerdery. <laughs> With pride. Uh, Joe, the bonus question attached to number two. Johnny Fontaine is clearly based on Frank Sinatra. Which real-life war picture was Sinatra desperate to get a role in?
0: From Here to Eternity.
1: Correct for the bonus point. Joe has four points. but we need to get you on the board. By the way, should point out the stakes in this game. But you are playing for a $109 Sunday million ticket. Now, I hope I he wins know. it.
0: He might start a career as a professional poker player. I don't
1: know if you've ever played at these stakes. I'm not sure <laughs> if you've ever competed at this level. So this could be a huge thing for you. So please choose carefully. You can have any number other than seven or two. Uh, Four. Question number four. You picked another tough one. And that's part of the game. It's like poker. Variance. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. Who is Frank Pentangeli trying to make a deal with when he is garroted? Uh, Multiple choice options are available.
3: uh, Yeah, I'll go for the multiple choice. Okay,
1: so does Pentangeli go for a meeting with the Risotto Brothers, Hyman Roth, Philip Tattalia, or Clemenza's cousins? Uh, Risotto Brothers. Is the Risotto Brothers for a point? You were on the board. The bonus question, why does Pentangeli change his testimony at the Senate hearings?
3: Uh, They got his um, brother
1: from Sicily. His brother makes a surprise appearance, correct. Two points. Joe, you're still up 4-2, and it's your question. Question one, please. Vito is from the town of Corleone, but what is his actual family name?
0: Andolini.
1: Andolini for two points. And your bonus question. What was Vito's father's
0: name? Ooh. Vito's father's name. I. Well, there's no point. I can just guess. There's no.
1: You can just guess. Roger. (sighs) It was not Roger. Do you know what, Bert? I like you. I'm going to give you the (laughs) option to steal.
3: Uh, I. I don't know exactly, but I think it's Adolfo or Antonio,
1: something like that. But I don't know. Oh, I can't give it to you. Antonio Antonio, is the actual answer. (laughs) Uh, Sure wasn't Roger. It definitely wasn't Roger. <laughs> uh questions available. Three, five, six, eight, nine, or ten. You are up, but oh, uh ten. Question number ten. Don't need the exact quote here. What does Fredo say in the Havana nightclub which reveals that he is the traitor in Michael's family?
3: Uh well he he admits that Oh man, I forgot his name. Um the uh, the 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 party for Hyman Roth, the in between from ha- from Hyman Roth uh, showed him uh, the nightclub.
1: Correct. I'm going to give you the two points. It's he reveals that he's known Johnny Ola, that yeah, Ola had brought Ola, him yeah. to the club, and therefore when earlier he pretended not to know him, that's the reveal. And your bonus question: Who kills Fredo on Michael's orders? Oh man, I'm so bad with names. Dude, that's that's a, that name's yeah, a hard
0: a- one actually. That's it's like a really not a name one. that gets said very mm-hmm. often in the movie.
1: He's a major character in the book. He's an ex-cop who becomes part of the Colyoni family. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna know. I'm not gonna know. Okay. The not that I was, get the
0: points, but I want to guess. Is it Rocco?
1: No, it's Al Neri. Al Neri. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Joe. It's your question.
0: I'll just take the lowest number available, please.
1: Okay, which is question number three. While Michael is hiding in Sicily, whose care is he under?
0: I'll need the choices. It's a Don, but I don't remember the Don's name. Go ahead. Is
1: it Don Altobello, Don Ciccio, Don Carlo, or Don Tomasino?
0: Don Tomasino.
1: It is Don Tomasino for one point. And the bonus question, what is the name of the bodyguard who betrays Michael, the bastard? Uh,
0: this is Roger. That's where Roger's in my head from.
1: No. I know you're not good with names, Bert, but I'm gonna give you the chance to steal. No chance, no chance. (laughs) Fabrizio. Uh, Fabrizio. So desperate to get to America that he betrayed Michael for the Barzini people. Um. By the way, having done two trips to Sicily in the last five years, it's so awesome to see all the locations from the movie. Oh, cool. Uh, Bar Vitelli, uh, Don Tomasino's Villa. Strongly recommended that anyone does the pilgrimage who is a fan of this movie. Um, Where are we at? That was your question, right? Joseph, but you can have five, six, eight or nine. Uh, Five. Why does Vito lose his job at the Abandando Groceria in Hell's Kitchen? Um...
3: The... I I don't know the name, but like the... Don't remember the name. This is the circumstances. The guy guy who runs the neighborhood uh, wants his uh, cousin to work there instead. Uh,
1: Yes, Don Finucci uh, needs a job for his relative. And that is worth two points. There is now a bonus point. If you get this bonus, by the way, you will have tied the game. Let's go. How many times does Vito shoot Don Finucci? Um, it's one... Two. Um, I think three. Three is yeah. correct. Once in the chest, once in the face, and then the coup de grace in the mouth. The,
3: the kill, the kill, the kill scenes are all amazing. I think that those are all, all the death scenes are all amazing.
0: I, I think okay. they're they're good too, and actually aren't so graphic that you have to look away, which I, really bothers me in movies. It's violent enough that the message gets across without. Yeah. Completely turning your stomach.
1: So, while the score is tied at 7 points each, Joe, it is your question. And you can have 6, 8, or 9.
0: Ah, let's go high. Let's go 9.
1: Whose final message is, Tell Mike it was only business. I always
0: liked him. <laughs> it was a Vigoda, but I can't <laughs> remember his name without the choices. Your options are,
1: Tessio. Frank Pentangeli, Senator Geary, or Fredo? Tessio. It was Tessio for a point. And the bonus question What do we see Tessio playing with at Connie's wedding? A symbol of death in the Godfather movies. Ooh. What do we see
0: him playing with? I don't know.
1: But, you know? I mean, I'm going to go.
3: Orange, but it might be a different kind of fruit. Yeah,
1: oh, it yeah, is it an orange, an orange and, right. and I'm going to give you a point there for the steal. All the we characters, hide? or a lot of the characters, who you see die in the movie, oranges become a theme. Just I thought as they just like fruit. <laughs> I know, but like remember the the the, the
0: orange Vito, from Florida I mean, that is Vito presented gets killed, as a gift gets shot when he's buying an orange, and Absolutely. then he dies while he's eating an orange. That's it is a, a recurring
1: point. theme. Don Fenucci handling the orange before he's killed. It's a recurring theme. Mm -hmm. Uh, We enter the final round and it's a tied game. It's so exciting. It's eight points each. So, Bert, your final question. Question six or question eight? Uh, six. Who tells Michael we're bigger than U.S. Steel? Uh, Hyman Roth. Hyman Roth for two points. (laughs) And the bonus question. Which Colleone soldier is gunned down after shooting Hyman Roth? The answer may or may not have been given by Joe uh, in answer God to an earlier it. question. Yeah.
3: So, it's when he, oh man, I'm so bad at this. It's when he answered with Al, when it was supposed to be Al Neri. Correct. And, uh, but I can't remember, so I'm going
1: to go Roger. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't they Roger, it was Rocco. Rocco yeah. Lampo. <laughs> okay, so Joe, you're two points behind. So, yeah. you either need the question without the options, it's yeah. a tie. Basically, you know what you need to do. Question yeah. eight. Final question. Who disapproves of Michael signing up after Pearl Harbor saying, your country ain't your blood? Sonny. It is Sonny. So it's a tied game. So here's the deal. If you get the bonus question right, you win. If you get the bonus question wrong, we go to the tie breaker. Which of Sonny's friends married Connie? And I want the full name.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. We're going to the tiebreakers. Carlo... I'm just gonna say Carlo Giamella.
1: Carlo Rizzi. So, (laughs) we're gonna go to the tiebreaker because it's fun. So, Joe, I need you to send me via a text message your answer to the question, but do not say anything until I have Joe's written response right.
0: Sick brag, I have James's phone number. Okay.
1: Your challenge is to take the running time of the theatrical version of The Godfather Add the running time of the, uh, the the theatrical version of The Godfather Part 2 and give me the number of minutes that you would have.
0: Oh, the theatrical. What I watched might not have been the theatrical. I imagine you would have those.
1: done. The, 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 but by, by the non-theatrical version, I mean the re-edit that was done for TV where it was all cut together chronologically with all the deleted scenes put in. I, I imagine that most people watch the movies as they are. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay, I've, I've sent James my answer via text, via via SMS message. Okay,
1: so when I said how many minutes do you have, I oh, now sorry. have to translate that into minutes. Sorry, I? I can
0: translate it. <laughs> Good Lord. You know I'm terrible at math. Can't count outs.
1: Okay. I have Joe's response. Okay,
0: have you translated it?
1: I have. Joe okay, has great. given me... 366 minutes, Bert. Do you want to take the over or the under? And Uh, I'm going to tell you, he's really close. I'm going to go under. Should have taken the over. 377 minutes was the final answer. So I'm sorry, Bert. We're not going to be able to give you a $109 Sunday Million Ticket. However, because you're such a good sport and because you fulfilled my dream of doing a godfather superfan quiz from memory we will give you a t-shirt from the poker in the ears range
0: oh nice yeah i prefer that actually money can't (laughs) buy hey man i think look i still think you got potential as a professional poker player i wouldn't give up just because you didn't get this sunday million ticket i'm gonna keep trying
3: gonna keep trying maybe (laughs) play some satellites you know
1: more than anything thank you for giving us the opportunity once again to talk about these movies and uh, I'm sure we will see you at the tables very very soon I'm sure there's another online series on the horizon where I'm sure you'll be crushing
3: yeah thanks a lot yeah it was my pleasure Uh, uh, really it's it's good to have a reason to watch uh, like great movies again so it was uh, it was my pleasure for sure thanks Bert
0: All right, my babies, we're just about out of time for this week's show. My, look, my voice is held up. I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited to be back. Coming up on next week's show, the dreaded Danny's game. I cannot
1: believe that we decided to do this. I'm firmly blaming Lance Bradley. It was his tweet that tipped me off to the existence of this movie.
0: Yeah, Lance put this on our radar. Uh, He's agreed to do the show since he is the one who uh, sort of had us discover this movie. I haven't watched it yet, but coming up, we will be reviewing, discussing the poker movie Danny's Game. Uh, Lance agreed to join us, but he also wrote to me, and I quote, Fuck you, (laughs) because that means I'm probably going to have to watch it again. So, sorry, not (laughs) sorry, Lance. James, what do we got as super fan uh, who is going to be subjected to Danny's game?
1: Well, Guillaume Lebel has kindly volunteered. And remember, this is going to be worth a $215 Sunday Million Anniversary ticket. I kind of feel that that in itself, although a wonderful prize, is not enough for putting someone through the experience of watching this film.
0: I, I like Guillaume LaBelle. I like yeah. that name. It's a nice name for a murder mystery character.
1: So I had a slight panic in the last <laughs> 24 hours where I realized Why? that when Why I that initially panic? searched Danny's game, it popped up in Amazon. Then I realized, ah, it's only available on Amazon Prime in the US. There's literally no legitimate portal for watching this film in yeah. the UK. However, last summer... Someone posted a version of the movie with foreign language subtitles onto the world's biggest social media site, and it's still there. And I can only assume that the makers of this film just want people to see it, so they haven't filed any kind of copyright claim. So, yeah, if you search for Danny's Game in Google, you will find it, although you may regret it.
0: Wait, you're going to watch it via the world's biggest social media site?
1: I know I, I I spoiler alert, I am halfway through the film already.
0: Can you give me something? Can you just give me a, a little tease of-
1: Joe? I'm so, so sorry that <laughs> I saw Lance's tweet and suggested that we watch this film. Oh however, my goodness. However, if you want to listen to us absolutely trash someone's dream and hard work, you are gonna be in for a treat on next week's podcast.
0: All right, my babies, get your super fan applications in, get your guest suggestions in. Um, If you want us, look, I've been having fun talking to the pop culture people with tenuous connections to poker. If there are genuine poker players that you want to hear from, especially people that may not be on our radar. Like, look, I know that getting Antonias Fondiari would be a good get. I know that talking to Doug Polk would be a good get. Um, you know, these are folks that are not super easy to get. If you have uh, someone in mind that's like really crushing online right now, or someone that you genuinely want to hear from as a as a poker player, get those suggestions in. Well, Use the-
1: I tell you what, Joe. Just just yesterday, yeah. I was alerted to the fact that comedian Reese James has been playing on Stars a lot recently. He's been streaming himself on Twitch, and yesterday, he streamed himself playing the Hot Thirty Three, which he won for two and a half K. (laughs) So there's someone who absolutely is uh, someone in the entertainment world with not just a tenuous connection to poker, clearly a huge poker fan, a decent poker player, plays in a game with other comedians apparently, and has started streaming. So I've asked him if he'd like to come on the show.
0: Great. So that's exactly the kind of suggestion uh, we're looking for. And James doesn't even have to use the hashtag poker (laughs) in the airs, but you do use that hashtag. Adding me isn't going to help that much. Um, make sure you use that hashtag poker in the ears. Thanks so much, guys, for not wishing me well while I was sick. I truly appreciate it. That is all the time we have got for this week's show. Until next time, for James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.